0: In Matthew 419, Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. My name is Beth Laurie. I'm your host, and I'm so glad to be with each of you today. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who's super important to me. Uh, My dear friend and sister in Christ, Penny Morgan. Hi, Penny. Hi, Beth. Hi, everyone. We are so glad Penny is with us. For any of those who've heard my testimony, which it has been shared on one of the previous podcasts, you know that Penny is the one who discipled me. Uh, I was at a very broken and seeking time in my life, and the Lord, truly the Holy Spirit, worked and orchestrated our relationship and penny just really poured into me. So I always say my mom planted all kinds of seeds and taught me about Jesus for salvation, but penny helped him become Lord and helped him become friend to me and helped me to show how to live for Christ. Um and this wonderful life that we can live. So she is very very dear to my heart and I'm so glad she to have her. Penny is retired. Uh her husband is Daryl. She has a beautiful family, and and uh, we just love her. She's just a light everywhere she goes. She serves abundantly the Lord. That would probably be my best description of her is a servant of God because whatever he needs, she always says, yes, Lord, and that's just the way God wired her, and it's a beautiful gift to many of us. So I um, wanted you to know about that about Penny, but I invited her on today because we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit And Penny is one of those people who are super Holy Spirit-led in my life. And I just really thought we could maybe discuss this today. So, Penny, um, thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing with us today. I want to start off by asking you, before we jump in with the Holy Spirit, is would you share a little bit of your story? How did you become a disciple of Jesus? Maybe who invested in you, and how did you become a disciple-maker?
1: Well, Beth, that's— It can be a long story, but I will shorten it. Uh, Daryl and I did not know Christ as our Savior. We both had grown up uh, knowing who God was and uh, at at time praying, but we did not know Christ as Lord and our Savior. Uh, We came to know that because, Because we went to a church um, that was spirit-led and also uh, demonstrated uh, through their actions the body of Christ in action, um, just through their love for us. And uh, it wasn't but uh, two and a half years before we uh, moved out to Roswell, and I... Uh, began to take our sons who were um, 8 and uh, 11 at the time, and they were going to the after-school program at Mount Pisgah. And uh, they loved it. And, of course, we loved it for them. And uh, it wasn't too long until we thought, oh, we really need to visit this church even though we were still attending um, the other church. And we did, uh, I will just say this, from that point on, uh, (laughs) we were just stirred in so many ways, um, not only by the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the preaching and teaching we were hearing, but also the people of God, that made up uh, Mount Pisgah, Uh, many of those people are still uh, a part of our lives. In essence, uh, being at Mount Pisgah was the starting of our real spiritual journey. Uh, We soaked up everything that we were given, and it was a very exciting time in, in the life of the church. I often said that um, it was was like being on a roller coaster. And although I don't like roller coasters, the highs were unbelievably wonderful Wonderful. through the hands and feet of the body of Christ and again through um, the ministry. And we just began to grow. One of the first things we did Uh, as a couple and individually, uh, was discipleship training, which was one of our first, uh, that I knew of, one of our first uh, teaching of disciples, and in order to be a disciple. And that uh, really taught us most of What we began to realize, and that was that the the body of Christ was so real to us. I would have to say that that beginning group of discipleship training, we were all discipling each other to the extent that we knew how, and that has always been a part of my life. There are certainly individuals who have um, that I've had one on one. Groups with or one on one discipling, but that was really about uh, later down the road. I think for a very long time, the body of Christ discipled each other Mm. at at the church, which may be unusual, but at that time, um, that's exactly what was happening. So uh, I love our church, I love the church. Universally, um, but I came to love Jesus more than I even understood at the mm-hmm. time.
0: That's beautiful, uh, and and I can see that love in, in your life. Um, how did you start to become more of a disciple maker? Like, when did you start to develop the eyes or the intention? Was that just early on, or when did you start to like notice that you could make a difference in someone else's life?
1: Uh, that, uh, certainly it was a part of, uh, that particular curriculum, but we saw that happening around us. It was really when we went on our walk to Emmaus where the whole idea of being in close relationship with someone else, um, was, would be to them, Uh, a growing experience. Now, I knew that I had uh, experienced that very um, discipling from, but not just one person for a long time, Um, but that changed after our walk to Emmaus. And so, I believe that that was one thing that really prompted me in that direction. Um, We also did a lot of Bible studies, and. it was through those Bible studies that I grew in my faith uh, from the teachers of those uh, Bible studies. And uh, I began to facilitate classes as well. And that was a joy to me because I seemed to uh, understand the material even more when I was facilitating
0: Absolutely. That's how we learn, right? Um, mm-hmm. We become disciple, disciples and disciple makers by doing it. Um, so that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. And for those who don't know, Walk to Emmaus is a three-day spiritual retreat. Um, there uh, is a podcast that just came out with that where Terry Cooper and Bill Creech uh, talk about Emmaus. And so if you want to learn more about that, please go back and listen to that podcast. But I know many people like Penny that Emmaus was a really transformational time Mm -hmm. and a time Mm -hmm. for them to be alone with or be away with Jesus. And he did something neat in their heart. So I love Mm -hmm. to hear that in your story. Mm -hmm. Well, Penny, I wanted to ask you specifically about, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, big. He's got got a big name. (laughs) He's called the Comforter, the Guide, the Counselor. Um, We know that Jesus said, I have to go so that you can have this. And what a beautiful gift that the Holy Spirit lives within us as Mm -hmm. followers of Christ. Um, So how does the Holy Spirit work within us as we make disciples? The
1: Holy Spirit uh, works in my life by enabling me, first of all, uh, to know uh, if this will be uh, a good relationship and and one supported by the Spirit, uh, I've never had otherwise. But certainly, I look for His guidance uh, in making those decisions. Uh, we'll each find that not every uh, discipling uh, arrangement um, works for both uh, people and. In my mind, it must be spirit led to the extent that we are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and um, in ways to disciple, to create that uh, friendship bond, to create uh, a, a, a shared uh, vision for um the, the the person being discipled, and uh, we certainly want to uh, rise to what the Spirit wants for us in that.
0: Oh, that's that's beautiful and super important because you you know what you're saying is it's the Holy Spirit, right? Who's doing the making of the disciples? We're cooperating with Him, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a freeing. I'm so glad you pointed that out because a lot of people feel like they need to do something or be something or know something before they can share jesus in any way but it's him at work right within us and the key thing you said though is that you were listening like letting him guide you is this the person is this and scripture talks a lot about um persons of peace or people that god has prepared their hearts right to hear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the message and so it is important that we listen because not everybody is going to respond as you said Mm -hmm. the same way Mm -hmm. So that's really uh, a key takeaway, I think, for us today. Um, And then how do we depend on him versus our own efforts? Because sometimes we don't maybe either know what's what or we just get busy doing our own thing. (laughs) And that is a thin
1: line that we cross. (laughs) Uh, Or I'll say that's true for myself. Uh, It seems as if, if I... Am in close connection with the spirit that, um, which I hope that I always am, am but I don't see that um, all the time because I tend to, if I'm not actively working with someone, um, for my mind to wander or be distracted by what I call my uh, need to do. And I get pulled into that cycle uh, in, because I am who I am to begin with. But uh, also, I believe in many cases, it's the enemy trying to, to sideline uh, us, certainly the power of the Holy Spirit to lead in that situation. So it's... It absolutely must be spirit led. And uh, if I get uh, an indication that we're not following that, that we're trying to, or I am trying to make uh, a relationship or a teaching experience go a certain way, then I'm going to be sidetracked because it is not the spirit who is leading. And, uh, many times I have to stop and, and just pray, Holy spirit, forgive me. And, uh, you know, start again or, um, uh, know that my heart is with him and, uh, I wish that we didn't have or I didn't have as many distracting things, but that's our lives are like that.
0: Yeah. So I'm really glad you pointed that out because, well, first of all, right, we all can get distracted. We can all get off task. But you're right. There's an enemy out there who's oh, like yeah. just... Throwing it at us all the time and Mm -hmm. whispering these lies in our ears. You can't do this or that's not good enough or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Or you need to Mm -hmm. tend to this instead. Mm -hmm. So many lies that he's telling us that, to your point, next thing you know, we're not where we need to be. Sure. um, But that continual reminder to come back to him and Mm -hmm. seek him and... You know, the the way we fight the Holy Spirit is through the prayer, right? That's our
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> it covers us. So mm-hmm. prayer puts us in communion with the Holy Spirit and it keeps the enemy away. So very prayer filled uh, style of 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 how we are with others and people at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. we're in prayer. So then we're led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I think that's really good. I like the way you described how you like to do, and I know me, I can get into striving and trying to make something, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's not my work. Uh, My work is to be obedient to the Lord um, and, and listen to the Spirit. So that's actually, again, very freeing. You're giving us a lot of freedom today that we can be our true selves, listen to the Holy Spirit, and He will do these things. Yes. Another question i get a lot and i i know a lot of leaders that do this and then i know some that really struggle with like what this is but um you know we have curriculum we have plans we we work to to plan our fall schedule or to teach certain things certain topics um and sometimes things don't go quite as we plan <laughs> It's like there's things that just change, or someone is having a crisis, or maybe someone is pushing back on what we're teaching, or maybe the Holy Spirit sparks us to talk about something else. So how do we stay ever in step with the Spirit and flexible even within our plans? Uh,
1: That is something that I've run into a lot, and it often happens in uh, smaller groups, because we are so tuned in to each other's um, lives and uh, the, what we know is a leading by the Holy Spirit. Uh, what I have experienced is um, uh, if you have to change uh, the course or the direction and you feel that down in your heart, that's the way we need to go, then you must, you must, uh, be able to change up what you're talking about, even if it's something that has absolutely nothing to do with your curriculum. Um, and it may, because we all still have so much to learn, Mm. but most especially we love each other and when you love um with a heart that is of a sister um or a brother then you naturally want to meet that need so all i can in the end is make room for the holy spirit you will know if it's the proper time uh if, if it is something you just push your other plans out of the way or catch up with that. At that point, uh, certainly if someone's in distress, yeah, they need the attention, first and foremost, of um, Holy Spirit-led
0: friends. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because people are dealing with all kinds of stuff in their life. And we've, sure. we've got to listen to their needs, right? Mm-hmm. And then also Absolutely. listen to the to the Spirit guiding us to make those changes. That's good. Um, And and a good reminder to free us from the plans (laughs) because plans are good, but uh, the Holy Spirit's leading, not our plans. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Is there any practical steps for our listeners? Maybe someone who's like, I don't know if I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit or not, or maybe any words of wisdom as, as we start to close that you think would be helpful
1: Well, I have often questioned myself on that is, is are these my words or my thoughts or are these born of the spirit? Um, Am I in the right place to receive what he is telling me or leading me to do? What I have found is if, uh, If I'm in tune with the spirit and something is spirit led, then I will have a peace about whatever the situation is. I will not feel um, anxious or worried. Um, I would just be ready to be in step with what is going on. That's not not easy for all of us. It's not easy for me, especially if I'm on my own little path over there, so to speak. But we have to remember, if we're discipling someone, how we respond to spirit-led thoughts, honoring uh, words, Anything that the spirit may lead us to speak about that, that's good. That's good. You know, we're hearing the spirit. And if I have a settled uh, feeling about it, if I if I feel unsettled um, or a little bit anxious uh, or worried, then that is not of the spirit. And or at least it is not to me. And, um, I try to always check, do a mental check when that is going on, um, to be aware. Again, it's a fine line when you're talking about spiritual things. And again, the enemy sends you off on a, uh, discussion about what I did at such and such time and how I, when I start putting I in those statements, that's, that's a dangerous place to go. Right. That's really
0: good. I'm sorry. Did you have another thought? I didn't want to interrupt you. Okay. Well, I, I, I think what you're, you're reminding us that Piece that piece that you said that, you know, there is a literally tangible feeling that we Absolutely. can have. And I, I, I'm so glad you shared that because the other day I was um, on a webinar and it was getting ready to start. And I realized I had left something I needed on the printer. And all of a sudden I got real anxious because I had to get to the printer and get back as it was starting. And I remember I was walking from I walked to the printer quite fast. But as I got there, I thought, oh, Ah, oh, wait! I'm not in, I'm not with the <laughs> Holy Spirit anymore. And so I, I got my document, and I purposely walked slowly back to my office, even though I knew because I was like, yes. I just need to breathe, and I just need to remember the Holy Spirit's working. This is not about me. This is not about anything I'm doing. And all of a sudden, that peace came right back over me again. Right? That I didn't need to. Well, the document probably didn't even matter because <laughs> the Holy Spirit was there. But so. That's such a good takeaway for us um, as we close, that we can literally listen and feel and notice and sense. We know God. We know his goodness. We can uh, tell if it's us and we're striving or if it's him and he's working. Yes. Yeah. He didn't make this complicated for us. He says, my yoke is easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We make it complicated, not him. I
1: know that I often do, and uh, that's one thing that I would try and uh, pass on yeah. to one who you're discipling, or even uh, a good friend. Is that I'm feeling unsettled, and let's let's explore what that means. Oh. so um, excellent! Because you know you wouldn't be
0: unsettled if it were not for going off track. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well said. Oh, Penny, this has been wonderful. Just such so many good nuggets and reminders for us. And then freedom. I think you have come and just freed us from all the pressures of, you know, leading, disciple making, investing in others. It is the Holy Spirit at work. And what a Mm -hmm. gift and what an honor it is to be co-laborers with him, but to trust that he's the one leading. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Beth, for who you are. Hmm. Well, for all the listeners out there, if there's someone that needs to hear this podcast, would you send it to them today? There's people out there who are thinking they are all alone in the work that they're doing. And we need to be reminded that the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us, working in and through us. And if you want uh, other resources, go to our website, 419DiscipleMakers.org. There is tons of things you can search with there, other ways that you can engage and practice yourself listening uh, to the Holy Spirit. Um, But until next time, God bless each of you. For more information, check out our website, 419DiscipleMakers.org.